Hey everybody and welcome to episode 188 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So everyone, welcome back to the show, episode 188. I know you've had a a lot of fantastic information recently with the podcast, a lot to absorb. So especially last week's podcast with DeRay Ibrahim uh, for Biogeometry. Hopefully lots of you have been to the site, purchased what you need to purchase and taken a deeper look into that because it's going to be something that's going to really help us moving forward in terms of harmonizing any... Um, harmful frequencies today's show we have melissa treat on who's another new guest and melissa is a former icu nurse critical care nurse she was doing that for six years and well before she got disillusioned with the quote-unquote healthcare industry and she's now moved on and she wants to share a story about what she experienced there also how she helped her boyfriend in uh, his survival story um, so, and also what it's been like uh, uncovering the truth around health and other aspects and what it's been like sharing that with her family and, and other uh, friends so we'll be getting into that first off uh, as always the show is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co and the shop at the website uh, and as I mentioned uh, last week I'm going to recommend the same the same products you know going into the winter months vitamin C vitamin D critical so is Volvic minerals um, so you can get all of them at ancient purity on the ancient purity link um, also probiotics guys the P3OM from Bioptimizers you can find them on the website uh, and if you've got any gut issues the HCL or the mass enzymes are fantastic in terms of helping you digest uh, food um, you know after the age of 30 most people's digestive enzymes have completely depleted and their HCL in their gut so they're fantastic for anyone who's looking to actually digest the food properly um, also head on over to the Finchley Clinic for the cat's claw quadrupedra and um, uh, Diaco teas, uh, all of them, you know, are fantastic for stimulating the immune system. The Diaco is fantastic in, in terms of it's, it's an antifungal, antiparasitic, antimicrobial, antibacterial. The Quadrupedra is what they call stone breaker, so it's fantastic for clearing the liver of any stones. And the um, cat's claw is fantastic for the gut, gut health. So. Um, head over to them. Also, if you want to stop putting poisonous perfumes on your, your skin, I suggest you head over to essentialoilwizardry.com. You can put in their code REVIVE10 for 10% off any of their products there for the best healing um, essential oils on the planet. Uh, Dr. Nick Berry, my friend, he's got an absolute... I mean, he's just a wizard when it comes to it, <laughs> hence his name. So you can find whatever you need uh, over there. Uh, otherwise guys that's it let's uh, head on with the show um, introducing Melissa Tree enjoy and I'll see you on the other side right guys today we have a new guest to the podcast Mel Treat all the way from South Carolina today uh, and we're going to be covering a few topics Mel is or actually used to be a, a nurse for was it 10 plus years actually it was like six years a six-year nursing career six-year nursing career um, and recently um, well has been quite vocal about quite a few things that have been happening in the world um, especially in the alternative world things that you know quite a few of you guys may be aware of but she's gone very deep into um, a few topics that I think we need to shed some light on so welcome to the show Melissa thanks for coming on thank you so much for having me I'm excited no problem so um, that's one of the things we actually want to touch on was your journey into like the alternative world, talking about what you're talking about and your background as a nurse. Um, so, yeah, that's just just because I'm actually uh, first time I'm going to be hearing a lot of this myself as well. I actually want to know what it was that first drew you to nursing and then got you to leave nursing and go into what you're, you're doing right now. 
So it's funny. I feel like I went almost inside out. So I, my first um, college degree was in kinesiology. Um, I studied exercise science. I've always loved the human body. I've loved just like health and fitness. Um, so my first career was as a personal trainer. So I was a personal trainer um, for about 10 years. And mainly I decided to go back to school just for a different like lifestyle. You know, I was in the gym from like 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. And I was just like, I don't know that I can do this forever. So I decided that I wanted to go back to school to study nursing, um, which obviously isn't great hours either, but I felt like it might give me a little bit more freedom because at least I would have like paid time off and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I became a nurse um, because I truly love helping people. I love health. I love fitness. Like I said, it was my passion. I you know went to nursing school and I remember like my first time with a patient in the hospital and it was um, a diabetic patient who had just had both legs amputated. I was a nursing student um, and I went in and my job was to help him order breakfast and he ordered, you know, double, double dose of pancakes with extra syrup and like all this stuff. And I was like, he, he can't have this. Like he's diabetic. He just lost his legs. And they were like, Oh, it's fine. Just let him order whatever he wants. And then we'll just give him sliding scale insulin. And I was like, what is happening here? So like, I felt like I went into nursing thinking like, Oh, like all the principles that I know about health and wellness, I'm going to be using to help people get healthy. And that was the case. So I ended up, um, I worked um, up to becoming an ICU nurse. So I did love critical care medicine. Um, I was a charge nurse. I was a rapid response nurse. I loved like, um, like an adrenaline junkie. So I loved acute care um, nursing, but I was also, it made me very passionate about preventative health. And, you know, I was in a, a medical surgical ICU. So, so much of what we were treating, I was like, I could have helped these people more if I had like met them earlier in life or was able to teach them actual, you know, information and not just give them a medication to take. Um, so it made me really passionate about pre uh, preventative health. And I ultimately um, stepped away from nursing when my boyfriend was in a motorcycle accident, I stepped away to take care of him. Um, but I've been out of the hospital for a little over two years now. Right. So and now I'm just getting back into like my roots of like, yeah, health and true wellness and trying to fix this, you know, medical system that that like masquerades as a healthcare system. It's not about health. It's about medicine. It's about money. It's about making money. I mean, yes. that, I mean, someone just had their legs cut off and then giving them pancakes for breakfast. You know, it's like this shows, yeah, they honestly just, um, it's like, I get, I get the fact that it's people's choice. They can, they can choice, but has, has that person been educated into what's that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because he probably would make a different choice if he had the education to not have something that's going to cause, you know, his his symptoms to uh, just get worse and worse until he's in an even worse state. But interesting, you said, you know, you, you were in the ICU, you did acute care. And that, that for me, because I also post a lot about the medical system and how it's actually abomination in a lot of terms, but for accident and emergency and acute care, that's a big fact, like broken bone stitches, uh, first degree, but all these burns, things like that. You know, that's what, what that's what that's what it's there for. You know, it's for, for, for people who need that help right there for, for chronic illness, advanced disease. Terrible, uh, in my opinion. But the fact that you're there doing that, you know, that's that's the one I always want to say to my listeners. You know, that it's not it's, it's a tool and it should be used when it's, when it's needed. Problem is, unfortunately, they the, the nurses, the doctors don't get taught what to do with advanced disease or chronic illness. And so they apply the same sort of principles. Oh, someone's got a headache, just give them a pill. You know, surprise, I don't cut people's heads off. They go, <laughs> right. You know, so, you know, it's, it's interesting. And so through your years, as I, I am like being, so what you say, I, I see you, you say critical care. Yeah. So I was a charge nurse of an 18 bed uh, medical surgical ICU. And then I was also, I held a position as a rapid response nurse. So um, it was a thousand bed hospital. It was a really busy um, ICU right outside of Washington, DC. And so I would respond to any of like the emergencies on the floors or, or whatnot, see if the patients need to be upgraded, stuff like that. So those emergencies, would you say, for example, emergency, would it be like someone breaking a bone, um, getting a fracture, having stitches, or were some of those emergencies like someone being rushed in for issues that you said before could have been prevented if they had the knowledge? Right. So a lot of it was, um, I didn't, so the, I, the emergency room took care of like broken bones and stuff like that. I responded to emergencies where a patient would be on one of the med medical floors 
Um, if the ratios were too high, like the nurses were taking too care, take, taking care of too many patients. And mm-hmm. if someone was um, more critically ill than a nurse could take care of on that floor, they would call a rapid response or like, you know, if, if their vital signs indicated it or whatever, if they were in distress, I would come to that and see, can we fix this here on the floor? Are there interventions that we can do here or do they need a higher level of care? Right. Okay. Got you. Okay. So yeah, once again, it's almost like uh, you're trying to put out, yeah, a fire really. Yes. When it's, yeah. it's putting out fires. Yeah. But what yeah. I'll say in terms of Western medicine, like what you were saying, like there, there is a use for it. So my boyfriend um, was in a really horrific motorcycle accident. His body was thrown 300 feet from his bike. That is obviously an emergency that he would have died from had we didn't, had we not have, you know, medicine and we didn't have trauma care. And so he was rushed to the hospital that I worked for. Um, my friends did eight minutes of CPR on him. They saved his life. They did a massive drug blood transfusion that first night he got 23 units of blood products. So th- there is like, obviously, a, you know, people are saying like, how can you be like against healthcare? Like, you know, Jason's alive because of it. I'm like, I'm not be, I'm not against healthcare. There is such a need for emergency care medicine. It's the rest of the stuff that is just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we're causing way yeah. more problems than we're solving. Well, it's because, it's because basically it's the thing. It's like if they stop there and they let like real health care take care of their the prevention, for example, if they stop there and they got people into their diet, lifestyle, um, environment, did all those things, it'd be like, okay, you take care of that when people really need you and we've got this covered. Unfortunately, that doesn't make them billions, if not trillions, which is going to come out for repeat prescriptions for their drugs that they they go and You know, New Zealand and America are the only two countries in the world where you actually can can, can advertise medicine or medication, which is a shambles because most of the adverts haven't been over there. 75% of them, maybe 85% are actually all medicines. And they'll say, oh, this drug is good for this and they show someone like hopping down the road being happy and then afterwards they reel off 10 minutes of side effects that come with that drug and, and so when it, and this is the thing i'm not against it as well like when it comes to accident emergency car crashes i always say that there's not there's not enough white willow bark in the world that's going to fix that issue you know if you get an actual accident but <laughs> right. they just bastardized it and said well no 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 no, we can just deal with everything and it said before it's symptomology right it's just treating a symptom rather getting to the root cause or even educating if they spent a fraction of the money they did on advertising to educate people these symptoms we go i just wrote a post a minute ago you know one of the reasons the reasons are plentiful but like people are severely severely overfed no sorry they're hugely overfed and severely malnourished you know one one around eating foods that are inflammatory allergenic you know little to no nutrition in, and people wondering why they're obese or inflamed um and, and that's just one of the issues we, we get to sedentary you know and they put all the foods in uber eats they don't have to move to get out to even go and get their food or no exercise no sunlight no fresh air million things going on so you know and you probably sort of I mean what was the food like that they served in the hospital to, to oh my gosh like just, it was horrifying. It was horrifying. I have so much to say about this, <laughs> but um, I mean, even just, you know, like our critically ill patients getting insure, like what is insure going to do for them? It's, it's a literal chemical. That product story. is a <laughs> fucking horrific nightmare. Someone said to me the other day, Ryan, I've got this to take. I was like, I wouldn't give that to my worst enemy. Literally. So- and here I am taking care of patients who have metabolic issues. Like they are like, they're literally in the ICU because of, you know, underlying metabolic um, conditions and we're giving them insure and like tube feeds. And it's just, uh, there's such a better, there's so many solutions that are just being completely neglected and completely ignored. Even just, I mean, I have so much to say about the culture of healthcare too. You know, I was a nurse. And I would get made fun of every day for bringing my own food because I was like, I'm not eating what's in our cafeteria. Like I'm not, it's disgusting. It's not actual food. And so I would meal prep, you know, before I came into work and I would eat all sorts of healthy stuff and I would get teased because like, it's not about health. (laughs) Our healthcare system is not about health. All I have to do is look at you. It's one of the things that, you know, you look healthy as a nurse. Most nurses, unfortunately, and most doctors, they don't. It's a, it's a saying that dead, dead doctors don't lie. You know, most of them, they, doctors on average lie 10 years before their patients do. And most nurses are, are, are obese. They they look like, they look very, same as the health ministers. They look like the unhealthiest people on the planet. And, and it's like, they can sit there and laugh. 
But it's like this is why they, they people they just think food's calories. It's like it's energy in formation. It builds your organs, your lungs, like your your your, your ligaments, your tendons, your tissues, your brain. And so you know, it's funny when you it, one of the things you could say to them is, well, look at me and look at you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be arrogant like that, or so arrogant. Just just be like obvious about it. But you can see that you look healthy, and I bet most of the people you work with didn't look healthy. No, no, they didn't look healthy. And they, I mean, nurses work really hard and, and their bodies hurt, their feet hurt at the end of the day, their back hurt. And it's like, yeah, like I would, I, I worked a night shift. I would choose to sleep less during the day so that I could get up and meal prep and get a workout and either do yoga or, you know, do a hit workout or go for a run before I went to work because it made me feel better. And they were like, well, you need to be sleeping. Like you need to be and I'm like, no, I need to be doing what makes me feel good. Like, yeah, I obviously need to be sleeping, but I'm not going to sacrifice, um, like not having the food that makes me feel healthy. And I'm not going to not get my own movement and sunlight and, you know, all the things that I need to thrive. Like, I'm not going to not do that because I'm a nurse working night shift. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy to me that they don't even think food has any, like an impact on certain, like, on all health issues. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's in 2021. I've been doing this 12 years. Um, when I started, I was, I thought it was, it was crazy. Like, I mean, it's a, even down to the point of there's uh, like healthy food section in the supermarket and there's junk food. So that should give it away. Right. It was, a, it was Mark Heyman who said like, if there's a health food section in the supermarket, what does that make all the other food? You know, like uh, just trash. <laughs> And so it's like, you know, if it's not coming from the ground or if it's not swimming in the sea or, or you know, moving, you shouldn't be eating it. Processed, on the shelf, devoid of nutrients, enzymes, everything like that. And yet this is what most people eat and they wonder why. But 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 they're not, I mean, if unless you go through it, like they think we said, um, every master was once a disaster. Once you learn these things, you know, or you go through it yourself, you learn the truth. Most people from a young age, they're brought up on TV or and their parents have only known what the doctors have told them. So it's like having to try and unlearn it. And a lot of people's egos are really built into this stuff, especially doctors. Mm-hmm. My medical degree um, is more than your Google search. It's like, all right, okay. Or your YouTube video. It's like, well, the YouTube video I'm watching is actually full of doctors and health experts. Um, but your medical degree was funded by GlaxoSmithKline or, right. or Pfizer or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, agriculture yeah so big agra and so it's it's interesting um it's actually embarrassing that food in in, in hospitals is is so bad and yet they how, how does that not even compute to people like the food you're eating the water you're drinking you know right. Yeah, right. It's, um, it's how can cr- we expect anyone to get healthy when we're not giving them what they need to be healthy like how can we expect even in critical care medicine how can we expect to save lives if we are not giving them what the human body needs to not even thrive but survive <laughs> yeah and, and the amount of like uh, i mean in that in that situation as well i'm guessing the amount of um, everyone's given antibiotics it's given them out for fun um lots of anti-inflammatory etc and, and the thing was it like trying to get people out of the hospital as quickly as possible like when when people were in what what's the what's the what was like the the standard procedure if someone comes in who's in critical care like what what was the, you know, because you hear like stories where in America they do like something called a wallet biopsy. If someone hasn't got insurance, they don't even treat them. So what is like the policy in America when it comes to treating someone? To get them out or to keep them um, running? Well, that's a good question. No, we definitely, we definitely try to get them out, I would say. I mean, we <laughs> there are so many different policies that you are always being reminded of um, in terms of like what, the CEOs want you to be doing with your patient care. So definitely um, we're always mindful of like making sure that people don't have extended hospital stays, making sure that they, you know, have a discharge plan that is hoping to prevent them from being readmitted to the hospital. Um, Are they practical and effective? In my opinion, no, like on surface, we're like doing what's best for the patient. But like when you actually understand the human body and understand, um, even just like pathology and illnesses and prevention and healing, it makes no sense. Like the, on paper, like technically we're trying to like keep costs down, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like it's, it's all just so broken. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work because by trying to keep costs down, 
it's like short-term gain equals long-term problem. Yeah. Well, same as what they're doing with GMOs and, you know, trying to tell everyone that genetically modified organisms are fine for the world. It's like, yeah. Um, it's good. Eat them. I mean, they've, there's so much research out there showing that when animals have been fed GMOs, you know, they have malformations in the brain and organs and livers and they, they can't process, they can't even compute things properly. So I think it was um, Pottinger's cats. We did like uh, three generations of cats when they were fed. Um, so they had um, cats that were feeding, being fed uh, organic food and cats that were being fed like food that was being radiated etc etc processed foods and it took three generations for the cats being fed processed artificial food to basically be infertile to not be able to put just cats so um and that's i feel like that's what we're seeing now though like I just in, saw, are, yeah. there's going to be yeah the normal healthy humans and there's going to be well, what they're you know in, injecting people with now i mean they're already not really human anymore uh, and now they're definitely not so yeah so it's my question scary. Yeah, I was just going to say, so when it comes to it, so your boyfriend went through a horrific car accident, uh, motorbike, motorbike accident. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's he's on the mend. He's doing a lot better. Yeah, he's doing he's doing really well. Um, he's He had a really hard, and this was also um, a lesson, I think, that I learned <laughs> um, just being on the receiving end of healthcare. They did a phenomenal job saving his life from the trauma, but then his medical care was atrocious and we had a lot of complications, infections, really severe delirium, just like poor pain management, poor, I mean, the delirium itself was, was so bad. Um, he doesn't remember from May until August, um, from his accident. So anyways, he is doing well now. Um, but it was a really long journey of, healing and trying to like, I was by his side 24 seven, just advocating for him. Like, I can't even tell you how important it is to have someone who understands like medicine and how healthcare works and all that, like being able to be there and advocate, like especially hearing stories of what's happening through um, our current times with family members, not being able to be in the hospital. Like, it just makes me so sad because uh, like a patient's not going to have a good outcome if they're not able to see their family. A patient's not going to have as good of an outcome if like I don't think Jason would would live through his accident if it had happened in this time um with me not being able to be there. I don't I actually can guarantee that he would not be alive. Right. Yeah. I mean to be fair, there's lots of research showing that this um, how powerful. I mean they've even shown that in cancer patients, people that have had human interaction, the amount that they actually heal on those that don't human touch human interaction is huge and having someone there yeah as you said before that can uh, understand what you're going through and actually be there supportive so I'm glad to hear that he's on the mend. I'm glad to hear that he's doing really well you said this happened two years ago and you haven't gone back since uh to know him why what was it just because you needed to be full-time care or was it because you had enough of the system um I mean definitely some of both so I had started before his accident I had started like a side hustle, um, because I knew that I didn't want to be a nurse forever. Like I, there was a, a nurse on my floor who was <laughs> there for longer than I had been alive. And I was just like, that ain't it for me. Like, I can't do this. It feels awful. Like I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel like I'm helping people. I don't want to be working nights. Um, so I had, I had my eyes set on not, you know, being a nurse in a hospital forever. Um, his accident definitely like accelerated the process, but And then especially like, again, like being on the receiving end and even just like the mental trauma um, and emotional trauma that I went through of like gaslighting in the medical industry is real. (laughs) And so just to paint a picture, I worked, I worked at this hospital. Um, I was a, a charge nurse of an 18 bed ICU. So they obviously trusted me for that position. I was um, only one of five of the rapid response nurses responding to calls in a thousand bed hospital. So again, a pretty um, high acuity position that they trusted my critical judgment, my nursing skills, you know, my temperament for that. And then when we were in the same hospital on the receiving end of care, and I was advocating for the man that I love most, they would tell me that I was wrong. Or they would tell me that like some of my concerns, they would just like literally like shut me down and be like, no, that's not, that's not it. Or like at one point he was having an allergic reaction to his antibiotic. And I knew, I knew it was from the antibiotic and they just kept being like, no, this antibiotic doesn't cause that. And I was like, but it's, it's right in front of you. I'm telling you that's what happened. So 
you know, I watched him suffer unnecessarily. I sat by his side for weeks holding his hand while he was so delirious. He thought like for weeks he would cry because he thought the cops were trying to get him or like, he thought like, um, he thought I was like involved in like some drug deal. Like, like he was just so paranoid and he would cry and scream out and like all this stuff. And there was, I couldn't, I had, I had, my hands were so tied and I was made to feel like so stupid. And I was like, I, but I know this and I know him and like, you trusted my, all my, you know, knowledge and skills for this position, but you don't trust it as you know, me advocating for your, one of your patients. Like, how does that make sense? And so it opened my eyes to a lot of just like how, like traumatic, truly traumatic, um, the medical system can be and how horrible it feels to have your concerns completely invalidated. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, haven't really received them myself going through five years of torture at their hand. I know what, I know what they can be like, <clears throat> I know how egotistical they can be. And even when it's right in the face and we've had, I've had it as, as well, my since with my dad and going through certain things and speaking to them, you know, uh, and some of the things they come out with, it's infuriating uh, to put it mildly, um, to, to put it, to put it um, actually where it is. It, it's like the point where I actually want to strangle some of them to death um but but it's just you know the ego is quite they're probably saying to you in that situation you know oh you're too involved like, because it's someone that you love but when it's right in front of them they can see someone's having an allergic reaction to antibiotics which a lot of people do um then it, it, it's baffling why they wouldn't take that on board so you now you said you had a side hustle which is um i think you're working with money is that the correct yeah stuff yeah um but Throughout this period, you've been digging into lots of other stuff that's been going on, um, which is quite interesting. And and you say it's been, I mean, before before he, before Jay's accident. I mean, how long have you been sort of like in the alternative world, knowing sort of the truth about what's going on? Like, where would you say when when did you say that started? I would say it's honestly pretty. So I, I was always more holistic minded, but I didn't understand how I knew it was corrupt. I knew it was broken. I knew all those things. It wasn't honestly until pretty recently. Um, I got, am I allowed to say like the words that we're not allowed to say? <laughs> um, in terms of the C word? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just say the, um, yeah, the, the, the C word, which, okay. isn't, which isn't cancer. It's the other one. Right. So I got the C word in July of this past year. And I had a friend um, prescribe the I word, the, the drug that shall not be named. And I had a great result <laughs> from it. I had a um, like really mild case. And I also, it led me on this path of researching um, parasites. Mm-hmm. And I have done like a full parasite cleansing protocol. I started doing coffee enemas. I like dove hardcore into learning, learning, learning. Um, and it all started with that. So honestly, only since this past July have I started, I would say, unlearning um, to the point that I really needed to, to see things as clearly as I could, as I can now. It's taken me, I mean, it's a lot to unlearn. It is a, it's everything. It's a hell of a lot to unlearn. It's a hell of a lot to unlearn. And it's, uh, I've been doing it 12 years and it's one of those things that, it's funny how, it's funny how some people are just so like, wow, I knew this was broken to go into it. And they're so open to understanding what the truth is and other people just don't want to know or they just switch off and just call it conspiracy or whatever. It's just like, how many times do we have to be right before, you know, you finally wake up? And I've been, it's the thing where I have these things with doctors, certain things when I help people from all manner of health issues, from cancer to gut issues, whatever it is, you know, and you still get doctors or, you know, questioning it. And it's like, well, I've helped over 7,000 people individually get better and my industry has helped millions. So, mm-hmm. I'm either the luckiest person alive or what we do works, you know? Right. <laughs> and you guys kill more people. Well, apart from cancer and heart disease, you know, you're the third leading cause of death in, in America. Um, your drugs kill more people than heroin and cocaine combined. Uh, if you told the truth, you'd probably be the first, but you don't even put those deaths down because you don't want to be the first. And so, you know, you, you dig into it and it's not trying to be, this is a thing of it as well, because, a lot of doctors and nurses, they're good people. They've just been taught a certain way and they're very, like, they're very, their their identity is stapled to what they've learned. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them. It's like, and it's also hard for people to understand 
I think I put a post up about six months ago or, or might be longer and it said like because you're a good person and this is like we talk about the corruption and the people who are evil who know what's going on it's like because you wouldn't do that for example because you wouldn't be evil you can't comprehend other people doing it but it's like but you're not a pedophile but there are pedophiles out there and it's just the way the world, world works it's just because you wouldn't be it and most people are good people otherwise you wouldn't be able to walk down the street without getting mugged you know, um, they can't comprehend it. And that's unfortunately the, the people behind this. So, so July, so, so July, August, September, about four or five months you've been into this. I've um, just been living my life in a rabbit hole, basically. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to, the, uh, welcome to the red pill. Welcome to the side. And so what have you, what has, what have you uncovered that has shocked you the most? Oh boy. Well, I mean, I think something that really started to open my eyes was seeing how Rockefeller back in like 1910, how Rockefeller basically wanted to make money using waste products from his petroleum. Mm -hmm. And right. So that is how modern medicine was created and how, and even just like the um, basically like misinformation campaign that they started back in 1910 saying like all natural holistic minded people like chiropractors and, you know, everyone who had like herbalists and everyone who had um, knowledge on how to naturally heal the body was basically called a quack and like a total, yeah, like an abusive, like shameful campaign to, to make people crazy or make people censored. And um, I, I feel like, yeah, like what you're saying with doctors and nurses are, are good people. They are, and I, they truly want to help. And that was something that I had a hard time with, like even starting to come forward and speak my truth um, because I didn't want to hurt the people that I used to work with because um, I knew it was going to trigger them. And it's interesting now because I just feel like, I feel like it's an abusive system. Like the system is basically narcissistic abuse <laughs> um, from our school, from our education, we learn all these things. And then it's like, no, if you dare to question this narrative, you're a fool or, and I mean, that's like kind of where it, like me getting made fun of for bringing a salad to work, like came from, it was like, no, like if you, if you eat green stuff, you're, you know, you're like too healthy. I was like, why am I embarrassed about wanting to be healthy? Like, that's so weird, you know? <laughs> That comes from the mammalian part of your brain, right. the hierarchy, you know, because back in the day, if we got extradited from the hierarchy or the herd, we'd probably not, we wouldn't live. So, you know, reptile, mammalian uh, and human part. And what you said there about history or what you've been learning, it's his story. Whoever wins writes, writes a story, like the church is, so the church, the, the medical system is now like the church, you know, at the, uh, um, worshipping at the altar of scientism, of scientism. Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of the things I'll get, I want you to look into, have you ever, have you ever heard of Hoxie, Hoxie Cancer Clinics? No. Okay, you, you'd love them, Hoxie Cancer Clinics. He's got a book, When Healing Become a Crime. He was healing cancer for years. And the, the only, people, only person who took the AMA, the American Medical Association, to uh, the court and actually won because his family had oil money. They could actually take them to court and they won. Right? I'll, I'll, I'll let you look into another time, which would be good for you. But no, what you were saying is, is true, right? It, it's just you're sitting there having a salad and think, and you're wondering, why am I feeling bad for having a salad? Right. Right. So it's not that they like, I feel like they are, they are trying to help. They are trying to do their best, but the system itself is so broken and everything that we have learned in like have been indoctrinated into to think is real um, is not, it's all a lie. It's all based off corruption. It's all based off greed. And so how can good people be doing good work in a broken system? They can't. So like, even if you are a good person wanting to do what's best, you're going to be burnt out. You're going to be, you know, minimized. You're going to be told like, you don't have time to do all, you don't have time to take your patient outside to the sunlight. You know, you don't have time for all this stuff. And so it, the system like wears people down. And so then they just like go through the motions. And so then it's like, yeah, okay. I need to get my, you know, annual thing for, you know, this season. And it's like, okay, well, let me just go get it. You just like, stop thinking you stop thinking because you just have so much to do and so yeah like I got that thing all five years I just like didn't really question it it was like 
got to go <laughs> submit because I need to submit my papers by this time. And, you know, it, you just don't think and you don't question and you just do. And so even I was talking about, you know, cognitive dissonance. I was talking about how I took care of patients. I remember my patient, my first patient who had an adverse reaction to their annual thing. And he was a, a guy who was a couple of years younger than me at that time. So young, he was like probably late twenties and he got his thing and he got Gillian Bray and it was really severe. It was like all the way it was paralyzed. So basically ascending paralysis all the way up to his neck. We intubated him and he was awake. He knew what was going on. I just remember his like big blue eyes, like staring at me terrified because he was, he knew everything that was going on and he couldn't move his body. He couldn't give me a thumbs up. He couldn't squeeze my hand. He could just like communicate by blinking once for yes or twice for no, whatever I had, you know, said to him. And I just remember like holding his hands and looking in his eyes and be like, God, like, this is crazy. Like, why doesn't anyone talk about this? I didn't know this could happen from getting that, you know, like what, this is oh, no, crazy. It wasn't, it wasn't that the wind changed direction. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And so like, I would, I would like come out of the room and be like, come to my coworkers and be like, did you guys know this? Like, this is nuts. And, and they would just say like, no, it's so rare. And I'll tell you that I didn't know what theirs was until after I retired as a nurse. That's I had no clue. No that's, clue. That's the thing. I've I've had these conversations with doctors, Mel, and they're but I'm like I say oh someone will say, Oh, Ryan's against the the yeah, the the the, yeah, the things that go in your arm. And I'd and I'd say, Well, and they say, Oh, how can you be like that? They've saved millions of lives. I go, oh, okay, well show me the research we've done done that. So okay, first of all, before we even do that, what's in what's in a flu? Um, and they'd be like, I don't know, uh, viral particles and saline solution. I'd be like, no, and that's why we're not having a conversation because you haven't got the faintest clue what's in one. You know, carbonic acid, antifreeze, MSG, mercury, thimerosal, uh, aborted fetal cells, all these things. And and you and you're telling me that you know more about these things than than I do. You're you're you're, you're beyond crazy. Um, and then you look at all the stats on the charts and they've got, say, I always say this all the time, scientists and doctors today, they're, more, they're, more than modern, they're no more than modern day prostitutes. They can be paid to get whatever result you want. And they've done it for years where they just come in and they want money. And so the doctors will do it. And if the doctor doesn't do what they say, they won't have a job. So, so they get someone else in to do it. And uh, especially when it comes to these things and having interviewed so many top doctors on uh, these uh, injections, um, and even like recently, Dr. Thomas Cowan about it and looking into research of him and Dr. Andrew Kaufman and other Stefan Lanker. It goes back to that John Enders, I think it was in 1954, who come out, who realized that they'd all have to become plumbers if they didn't continue with this lie. Um, and they just pushed it and pushed it. And it's become something that people now, it's like the people are so, they've been so baffled by the bullshit that they think that anyone who questions it is crazy. And yeah. health can be produced by injecting loads of toxins into your body. Hmm. Interesting. And all the and all the people and all the um, things like Chinese medicine or Ayurveda or anything from like indigenous tribes like um, uh, Native Indians or whoever it is, you know, that gets lost because they just get wiped out by the uh, industrial machine. You know, and so these 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 people had wisdom beyond. Beyond their years, you know, talking shaman, for example, this is the other thing that medical industry cracks up about when they talk about we talk about how herbs can help certain ailments, and they're like, oh, that's crazy, you know. So, okay, well, do you know that your medical company, Pfizer, that's most of client, but don't all these companies, they send people down to the Amazon to speak to the shaman, to talk to the shaman, and the shaman talk to the plants, and the plants tell them which ones of them can heal certain issues. And those people then talk to the shaman so they can they can then extract those molecules and put them in their medication. So you call us crazy, but they know this works and that's what they use them. And right. it's funny. And then they put a smear campaign against everyone. When you dig a bit deeper, it's like about anything, you know, when it comes, don't listen to what they say, watch what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, anyway, they, they can't pat- patent nature so they can only patent, um, you know, mo- certain molecules. And that's why they've got all these drugs. And they've got half the world addicted to opiates. Yeah. It's so sad. Like I saw a stat today that was like the big pharma spends 19 times more on advertising than it does on research. And I'm like, like that makes me sick. It makes me just ill. Like 
Because they've got, they are beholden to their shareholders. They've got a certain amount that they have to make every quarter. What was it? Something that they, they've made 18.9 billion the first quarter, the, the first jabs were released over, over the, the C word. And, and um, a lot of that as well was due to the drugs they released to, to fight the, the conditions that were made from the said injections. So, you know, it's, it's the fox watching the hen house and every, and this is why, like, you've got people moving from the FDA to Pfizer and then Pfizer right. to CDC, and it's like, how does that make any sense whatsoever? And unfortunately, they don't understand that that, that they're doing all these things um, for, for profit or, or if you go a bit deeper, for nefarious reasons. But the, the planet, you know, before very long, we're getting rid of the bit. I think it was the bees. And it's like before you used to have so, so many mosquitoes and flies, etc. on bees. You don't see them anymore. And the bees and, and insects are the sex organs of the planet. And when they go, we go. And right. we're, we're very, very much near that, that point of what we're doing, you know, the, with the, with the, uh, sank G that's going on. Um, and other things that are in the air, industrial pollutants and, uh, N A O N A N O tech that's going around and and so you know it's it's um it's nice to have another soldier on our team though mel who's been who's, who's there looking into it and researching because you know it's one person at a time wakes up to this um especially someone like yourself who's been in that industry who's you know been a part of it to come out they're like the biggest wins because it's like you've seen what doesn't work you've been there i have a lot of my clients that are, that are nurses and then they like, i can't do this anymore right? I'm, yeah. I'm 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 hurting people I'm like, yeah, you're not doing it intentionally, but the, 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 the procedures you've got in place aren't helping them get better long term. Right. right. So, Especially like in critical critical care medicine, like, I mean, you see some pretty, pretty hard things to see that, you know, a, a, a human body shouldn't be going through. And I, I got into nursing because I wanted to help people. And in nursing, I was like, I just feel like I'm torturing people. Like I literally feel like I'm torturing them and making them suffer. And this doesn't feel good, like on a soul level, you know, like even when I couldn't put all the pieces together, I just was like, this isn't it. Like this makes no sense. And I can't like, I can't be a part of this. Yeah. And the thing is, things once you, once you start doing that as well, it's really hard for you to even, you know, do your do your job as you're meant to do it because you just don't believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's start, I've had uh, I think Dr. Kelly Brogan was it uh, who come out of that system. Uh, quite a few, quite a few now have. have and they're like, you know, because the other thing is like, I wasn't getting anyone any better. I was just putting them on more more drugs, and it was that wasn't enough. And it's taking this for that and then that for this, and all of a sudden they want. You know, I've had clients come to me that own seventy different medications, seventy. It's 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 uh, it's unbelievable. So that was one of the things. The Rockefeller. What what else is what else has caught your attention? Um. So yeah, I just keep diving into <laughs> diving into new rabbit holes. But I had been I had been starting to research um, more and more on the like electronics and the effects that that has on our body, and even just. Um, you know, like iron fortified foods, calcium fortified foods, like all the things that they tell us to do to be healthy. And so like, I had been researching all that stuff. And even some of it, like, I'll admit it, it took a while for me to even understand um, EMFs. And like, it was like a concept that I like had a hard time to even like wrapping my mind around. But I'm, as I'm researching all this um, was kind of like when Astral World happened. And I was like, yo, like this is real. Like when I was first looking at it, I was like, it even seems far-fetched, you know, like it even seems crazy, right? It even seems like a conspiracy theory. Like it's pretty out there. And then when I saw proof of it and the effects of it, like right there in front of me. And I was just like, I, this is, this is it. This is real. This is all happening. I understand it all. And like, I put the pieces together and now I'm just like fully like integrating, like just understanding all of it. <laughs> so, so people out there, Astro World, uh, just people out there don't know what it was. Well, what, what was Astro World? So um, the celebrity named Travis Scott had a concert and there was a bunch of other performers there too. I guess they have them every year. Um, it was in Texas and at the concert there were, I mean, reports now, I think it's 10 people were reported dead 
But when you look at the news and what the news is saying, it is wildly different from what you can see with your own eyes when you go to TikTok (laughs) or Instagram and see the videos that the kids there um, were posting and their testimonies and them talking about how the energy they kept like every interview or every, you know, every TikTok video I saw the kids talking about it, they were like the energy, the energy, the energy, like it just felt awful. Like our bodies didn't feel good. They kept talking about, um, I haven't even seen squid games, but they were talking about like red light, green light. And when he started singing, it was like a red light where they couldn't move. They were all like basically trapped, like their body, they couldn't breathe. They weren't getting enough oxygen. They kept talking about like, everyone was like putting their face up, trying to get air. They're just like, there was no oxygen. Um, the news is reporting that it was like basically a, a, a crowd crush that killed 10 people. But when you look at the videos, they're all trying to escape. They're all trying to like climb over the barriers. And so the videos themselves, I mean, they're horrifying when you, like I saw just a couple of scans and it's like bodies down everywhere getting CPR and it it's way more than 10 people. Like I, I know that. So it was just um, interesting for me to be able to put all this like new knowledge <laughs> into kind of like practical understanding of what I saw unfolding in like a, basically what was going to be a conspiracy theory. Like I knew that it was going to be called a conspiracy theory before it started. And yeah, yeah, I was like, I can get ahead of this. Like I can, I can prove what happened, you know, before people are even questioning it. Mm. I mean, that that's like standard, like the conspiracy thing or so many false flags out there as well. Like it's, it's crazy when, when you're talking about this, like the EMFs or what they can use in terms of the, the technology they've had, they've had it out for, oh, De- decades the, the military have been known how to, to use this to to disperse crowds or to freeze people to change people's um to, to change people's moods um to make them violent or, or non-violent um and they can be these these waves can be directed at people just like a a gun can like a bullet um and so everything we see in those pictures it it um, matches up to all the symptoms that you would see from uh, attack like that, and and I mean, you saw people out. I mean, first of all, we saw we saw people out there screaming like people are, are dying or people are dead, and the concert carried on, uh, and the amount of other things that were going around that concert that were just hugely satanic, uh, and which was I mean every, everything about it from the music, the the, the frequencies, the images, the colours it just screamed satanic ritual. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. And it's hard to like wrap your head around unless you can understand the science, in my opinion, like it sounds, you know, if you just want to like say, Oh, it was like a satanic ritual. And you know, like it was like black magic for me, like a scientific practical person. I don't know that I would be like, be able to fully sub- subscribe to like, okay, yeah, something was off about it, but like, I don't know that like it was black magic or satanic ritual. But then when you understand physically like anatomically what happened to their bodies it's like oh like this is a way bigger (laughs) way bigger conspiracy like than we could have ever imagined and I feel like that's why it's hard for people to wrap their minds around it because it's it's so big that it's like it literally their entire sense of reality is going to crumble like as soon as they start to accept that what they believe is true is not it's like it's too scary for them to like, because it's so much at this point. Well, it's just, yeah, what's the, I think it's just the, the quote. It's like, you sound like a crazy person uh, to, to, to like normal people or that, like, like an, an, a, a normal person sounds crazy to the crazy people. I don't know what it is, but it's in like, you know what's going on. The more that you know, the crazier you sound. And it's mm-hmm. like, because if you knew, I think I can't remember who it was who said it once. It might have been William Cooper who said, like, whatever you think the government are doing or whatever you think these people behind are doing, it's worse. It's way worse. And he wrote a book called uh, Beh- 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 Behold the Power Horse. Do you know who William Cooper is? I don't know. Like he's, he's one of the, yeah, he's a background in, like, the U.S. Navy, but he's he was the one who looked into the assassination of J.F and what actually happened there and lots of other things his books phenomenal um and so yeah have a look into him you'll really like it but it's um for, yeah for, so when you look you I mean you posted quite a bit about it um about what what, what was going on so, so for me I remember like when the c-word first came out and I was still 
I wasn't working bedside, but I was still, um, I mean, traumatized <laughs> from my experience in nursing and my experience, you know, uh, with Jason's accident. And when the C word first happened, like, I remember, you know, people being like, it's not real. It's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, of course it's real. Like I, you know, I know my coworkers are busting their butts trying to save lives. Like this is real. How could it not be real? And so like I, my own, you know, cognitive dissonance, I couldn't see reality for what it was. And what woke me up was the Wayfair scandal, um, you know, several months later, maybe even like a year later. And I was like following Instagram accounts, you know, conspiracy theory, Instagram accounts. And I watched them share about the Wayfair scandal. And that's kind of like what crumbled my walls down. And, and then I was like, oh my God, like that, like that just, it opened up my eyes because I feel like I was more removed. Like it wasn't. And so I've been, I was been speaking out about, you know, uh, the things, the things that they're trying to make us get and, you know, all of it. And a lot of my former colleagues um, are just really, they can't see it. You know, they keep fighting me and, you know, accusing me of, of spreading misinformation. And I knew that if I could share the truth of Astro World, it would likely help some of them be able to see more things uh, with a more realistic point of view. So for people out there, the way the Wayfair scandal, um, just to expand on that for them, you mean the... Um... Well, things were being bought. Things were being bought uh, on the websites uh, for a much higher price. And for example, like a set of wardrobes is going for like tens of thousands of pounds, when it's worth about four hundred right. because of things that were inside them. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, I was going to say to you, have you had much kickback from people um, regarding your your change of um, opinion or what you've been talking about? How's that? For going? the most part, I'm <laughs> actually. I'm actually surprised for the most part. No, it's been wildly um, supportive saying like, you know, it's impactful coming from a nurse and from someone who knows as much as you do. Like, thank you for speaking out. Um, I do feel like I have the liberty to do so because I'm not dependent on, you know, a nursing job to pay my bills. I think that's probably a big part of it. I know like, you know, uh, plenty of doctors have $500,000 worth of debt. So like if they, you know, speak out and lose their job, how are they going to pay their bills? Like, I understand that a lot of people are financially in a hard spot. So for me, I was like, I have nothing to lose. Like, even if they, you know, they're now threatening to take away your nursing license for speaking out about this. And I'm like, whatever, like, take it if you want it, you know, like, it's not going to change anything for me um, because I have my business and I'm not reliant on that. So that's, it's nice for me. So I think a lot of people, for the most part, people have been really grateful for me speaking out. There are a fair amount of people that I know that I'm triggering. Um, I'm doing it in a way that like is very respectful and loving and compassionate of everyone, like being understanding of where people are at. Cause like I said, I was in my own cognitive dissonance. Like, I don't think I'm any better than anyone else who hasn't woke up, woken up yet. I've just been given the experiences that allowed me to see things for what they are. Um, but I think if people can feel like safer, if they can learn how to let their guard down to be open to more information. Like, I just feel like the world is traumatized. Like, I feel like our nervous system is like, like fight or flight, sympathetic response. And you're never going to be able to learn more new information if you are in survival mode. So my goal is to make people feel safe and understood and heard and valued with where they're at right now. So that when I present new information, they can hopefully receive it, you know, in a non- threatening way. And it's been effective. I think, you know, there are, (laughs) there are a handful of healthcare workers that are still like, no, I'm sure, you know, a bunch of them have unfollowed me and that's fine. Um, my family is pretty not supportive of me being a crazy conspiracy theorist, but I have to be me (laughs) and I have to be acting in integrity. You know, like, I think you're trying to scare people away from getting this. And I'm like, no, like I cannot with one ounce of moral fiber, like not act like this is okay. What's happening. <laughs> no, I mean, the, th- the thing is as well, it's uh, you're, you're new to it. So then I've been doing this 12 years. So when I first, you know, did it in my family over years, I've been like, Oh my God, everything you said, it's like, well, of course, but you're new to this. So expect that, you know, it's especially people that push back. But as you said, you can only stay in your truth. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're going to be un- untrue for yourself. And that comes with a whole host of issues. And the only person you're with 100% of the time, Mel, is yourself. 
So as long as you're true to that, that that's that's key. And so, and, you know, you've got people, and also, if you don't stand for anything, you know, the man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. And people that have, you know, haters or whatever it is, it's because you're putting things out into the world. And people you also, like, can be showing them where they are, they are, um, they're lacking in certain areas of their life or they're not open to it. And as you said, they 100% want us in fight and flight the whole time. Most people are in their fight and flight 75% of the time, uh, 25% in their parasympathetic or less when it should be complete reverse. And this is why there's a coffee shop on every corner. If you're looking to Starbucks and the symbology behind Starbucks and what that actually is, it's not a mermaid. You understand why. Um, oh. shop, coffee shops, every corner puts you in your limbic brain. Same as why there's a pub on every corner because alcohol puts you in your limbic brain and sugar in your limbic brain and all these things that they do fear porn on the news limbic brain you mm-hmm. can't think you're in your you're over in your reptile which is fight flight fornicate you know it's what you want to do million stay into the herd you know crabs in a bucket just don't come out because they'll pull you back in finally people get in the human brain they can think clearly and unfortunately most people aren't there this is why the principles of health are so important because they get you back to balance not just a food you eat but getting enough sunlight are you drinking enough clean water are you doing breath work are you taking cold showers you know are you spending time in nature are you listening to uplifting podcasts not you know see uh, if you even look at the, the way the news is done with big red letters and the symbology that's coming out into you this is all cia brainwashing it's it's been been like dissected millions of times um and so it's just because people are just used to it. oh it's just the news so yeah and who's behind that news who's telling you these things because the news that you really need to know they spend billions hiding from you, spend billions of pounds hiding you from It's like Google. People have no idea that Google in 2018 is actually a pharmaceutical company. You know, Apple, uh, Alphabet, their parent company, become a pharmaceutical company. That's why every single search now, you search for health issue, it goes straight to a drug. Okay. Ten years ago, it was a, a decent search engine. Now, unless you're using Quant, Q-W-A-N-T, you're never going to get what you want, the, the truth. So these are things that you won't know unless you're in our world, because why would you? Because it takes having to, it's like Dr. McCullough, the biggest natural health website in the world. Can't find him. I know. Yeah. It's so frustrating. It's so crazy. But that's what happens when you go against these people that have, you know, they, they YouTube, Google, they're, they're bigger than the government. Really, They can, they can manipulate opinion um, more than the government can. Now they know that. And this is why it's done, like the privatization. Was it build back, back better? It's basically like a, a code for, for communism. Um, right. The government knows how to run your life better than you. Yeah. <laughs> this privatization, there's huge private companies at the top and then everyone else at the bottom. And oh, so it's privatized where it's like um, capitalist communism or whatever they call it. It's like a, a mixture of both. Where it's like, well, no, these companies are all in bed with each other. And that's why you, that you can't find the information. So you have to know where to look. So it's hard too. like, it, it can't, you, I can't just like tell my friend, Oh, go look for this. It's like, no, I have to like explain the whole internet to you, you know, like yeah. it's so crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's an awesome because like accounts getting, I mean, this is the thing. If they weren't worried about what we had to say, they wouldn't just be censoring accounts and have free speech and et cetera. Um, but it's, um, it's even just people sharing their personal stories oh, like yeah. that, that breaks my heart. Like it's, I mean, it's one thing to be censoring doctors and stuff who are giving actual information, but like, how dare you just like, pretend like these people don't exist and pretend like their injuries aren't real. Pretend like their suffering isn't real. Like it's just, it's so sad to me. Like I just, so much of our human suffering is unnecessary and it's preventable and it's at the hands of a corrupt system. And it's so gross and disgusting. I could, I could not live with myself, not speaking out about it. Oh, it's because you've got good heart and you're a good person. And this is the thing I say, who, what do I, when people question me, I say, what do I gain from this? What do you think I'm a nutcase? So I deal with people that, you know, lost their children uh, and lost their partners through taking these, 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 these things, you know. Robert Kennedy Jr. come out, had a really good quote. He said, the term um, Maxine, inform- misinformation, is a euphemism for any statement that, de- that departs from official government policies and pharmaceutical industry profit taking. It has nothing to do with whether it's true or false. It only has to do with the political or what the political implications are. And that's the truth. It doesn't matter if it's true or false. It goes against the official narrative fact check and those fact checkers you look into who funds them yeah. it's quite it's quite laughable and poly poly fact and all these things you know i had them last year um 
come out uh, pretty facts saying that my my site is conspiracy site that you know always and I was like <laughs> laughable been doing this like 12 years and I'm a conspiracy site because it was like argue with my results please please argue right. with them right. but but because they got so much money they can do this um and they can yeah gaslight and and as you said people that are going through things and they're sharing their story you know how is that misinformation right it's so sad it's usually sad um it's a shame your family will um well i would would go one of two ways but generally they'll come around and be keep on doing doing your doing your thing anything else that you've uncovered that you want to share um i mean there's there's so much but i just i think like my last thing would just be if you are someone who wants to improve your health, like get in the hands of someone that knows what they're doing. Because uh, like for me, I've been kind of just trying to figure this out on my own, using my own, you know, medical knowledge. And even just like trying to help my, my boyfriend was put on a ton of meds from his accident. So just like trying to get him off and like trying to figure out like what makes us feel good. What doesn't, I would just say like work with someone like Ryan, like work with a professional who can help you and guide you because it's, it's a lot to try to navigate and it's impossible to do it without a ton of your own knowledge. Like, because you can't, you don't have access to the information that you need, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And I always say that, you know, whether it's with us or someone else, if you're ever looking, need help, then go to someone because even the best coaches and the best athletes in the world have coaches, you know, you need another set of eyes on you. You can't see 360 around what you're doing. Maybe you've been doing something for so long that you don't, you think it's working, but it's not. And so I always say, whether it's us with someone else, you know, look, that's why I have coaches in different areas of my life because I can't, I I don't know everything there is to know. So I need, or, and, and even with what I do, we've got, I've got people that I bounce things off. Okay. What about this? What about that? It needs to be done. Um, so, yeah, no, I was going to say about your boyfriend, if you ever, the, the guy that I would go to when it comes to the accidents like that, I don't know if um, Francis mentioned it to you, but it was uh, uh, the guy called Paul Check. I don't know if you've ever looked into him. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Check, he's like the holistic godfather. He's been doing this. He was talking about gut health in like 1980s and people mm-hmm. laughing at him. Uh, but he's helped people like Danny Way, who's like a, I think a BMX um, world champion who was told he was never, he'll never walk again. Um, he helped him back to a world, world champion. Uh, and other people like Leo Hamilton, who's a professional surfer, basically people that have been told, he's the people that the doctors used to go to, to rehab um, people that could, couldn't get, you know, get him back. He's not a cheap date, but that's because he's like the one <laughs> of the best. What was his name again? Paul Check C H E K. He also got a podcast that you would love called Living for D with Paul Check. Um, I'm not. I'm not. He actually got an institute as well. He's got the Check Institute. I'm not actually a Czech professional, but everything I teach is basically in alignment with what he does. It's where I come across him. I went and learned across across the world. When I finally come across Paul, I was like, "Oh, you put it all together." And so, uh, you're, you're, he's he's someone that like um, I would definitely look into uh, for. I think you said Jason. Is that correct, mm-hmm. Jason? Yeah um Thank because, you yeah no worries because a lot of the time the, the structural alignment all your organs and it's like crazy your atlas can be out by like a quarter of a centimeter and that can affect everything and especially with the impact that he's been on his organs the medication he's been on his tendons his ligaments that they are and his nervous system has been through a lot so um yeah yeah get it pulls one of those people like people have a You'll you'll love him, but like people in the world, like oh, he's a crackpot, or he's he's like phenomenal, and right. trust me, he's phenomenal. He's gone deep into all. He's been doing this for a long time, so have a have a look, look into him and um, see what you think. Otherwise, um, what other people I can recommend, but he would be the he'd be the top person. But um, Mel, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Keep um doing your thing. Keep keep digging and keep sharing sharing the truth because you know, the world needs more people like yourself doing it. Thank you for leading the way for so long. No, no problem. And I'm sure we'll have a, have a chat another time. But in the meantime, keep well done and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Ryan. So, guys, that was Melissa Tree sharing her experience and her story and what she's been finding and, and how she's been finding actually speaking out. Um, speaking out when it comes to the truth, you know, I said before, I've been doing this a long time. So when it's come to speaking out about what's going on in the world, 
people have just been like, yeah, Ryan's been talking about this a long time, but I, I understand for a lot of people, this has been new. And when you've been actually had your eyes opened or just even if you had your eyes open before, but you hadn't really shared what you believed, it can be a difficult time. But stay true to yourself. The only person you're with 100% of the time is you. And if you can actually be proud when you look back in the mirror, that's all that really matters. I'm not saying go out there and, and just be gung-ho and, and uh, end relationships. But, you know, if things aren't serving you anymore, have a have a serious conversation with yourself about where you want to want to go and move forward. And just like Melissa shared there, you know, it's, it's not always easy, but it's always worthwhile. And it's led to her actually, you know, being able to get move forward into a different career, a career that she actually enjoys and, you know, actually help humanity in which what she actually went into nursing for <laughs> to begin with. Now she does it in a different way. Um, as always, guys, uh, if you are dealing with a health issue and you're looking to over, finally overcome it and put it behind you, don't hesitate to contact me by, via email on ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's ryan at reviveyourself.co. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can and we can have a chat about how we can help you overcome whatever illness it is. Because remember, you know, you don't have to live in pain. Your body wants to be healthy. Its default setting is health. We just have to give it the right circumstances to do that and to heal. Otherwise, guys, I will see you shortly with another episode. Uh, in the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy. Keep doing everything you can to promote health with your daily health principles and protocols. And I'm sending you my love. Speak soon. If you're struggling with gut issues such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.